0: This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Your host, J. Paul Newman, of the Monthly District Attorney Show, will now take you on a journey to explore recent Rutherford County court cases,
1: cold cases, and more. We
2: welcome everyone to the program. My name is J. Paul Newman. My co-host today... Are Rutherford County District Attorney General Jennings Jones and Rutherford County Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch? We thank WGNS for providing the airtime, and we also thank our producer, Scott Walker. Most of all, we thank you for listening. We will begin our broadcast after you listen to these important messages.
3: As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things that you can do to give somebody who is sick is a quart of Demas' chicken and rice soup. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. This soup is my grandmother's recipe, and we have used this soup in order to help our family whenever we are sick. Just gives us a good comfort feeling. One of the things that you can also do is you can now ship that soup anywhere across the United States. And you can order that soup online at DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We offer a good assortment of everything. We have new guitars, gill. Seagull, Golden, lots of brands, vintage guitars. We have everything you need. Keyboards, drums, every instrument you can think of. We would welcome you to come in and look around, see what you can find that you have to have. The Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, a high in the low 50s. Tonight, chance for rain, cloudy and alone near 38. Saturday, chance for rain, a high of 50. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 24.
0: We're loud. We're proud. We're blue. WGNS AM and FM, your home for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders.
2: The viewpoints and opinions expressed on this broadcast. Are the viewpoints and opinions of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints and opinions of this show, its host, or the management of this station? You are listening to WGNS.
0: This is Inside the Courts. A look at this month's trials, pleas, and grand jury action. Inside the Courts is presented as a courtesy of the Rutherford County Clerk's Office.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is your District Attorney General, Jennings Jones, and today I will be your tour guide through this episode of Inside the Courts. We begin this segment by stating that none of the defendants named in upcoming trials or hearings have been convicted, and of course, they are presumed by our law to be innocent. With that as a prelude, we will now go inside the courts. On March 16th of this year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department were dispatched to a residence on Swanson Lane in response to a 911 call. Upon arrival, officers located the body of Thezaphone Cesarino. Mrs. Cesarino had been beaten to death in her garage and her throat had been cut. The victim's husband, Focam Cesarino, was unaccounted for and was later found covered in blood. After conducting an interview of Mr. Cesarino, he was charged with first-degree murder. Detective Richard Presley with the Murfreesboro Police Department has been assigned as the lead investigator. Mr. Cesarino is represented by the Office of the District Public Defender. The state will be represented by Assistant District Attorney Sarah Davis. On February 15th of this year, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a 911 call of shots fired, at an apartment complex on Puckett Creek Crossing. On arrival, officers discovered the body of Miss Rebecca Stockton on the floor of her apartment. Miss Stockton had been shot multiple times. Detective Julie Cox has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. Mrs. Stockton's live-in boyfriend, Salim Hamilton, was missing. A manhunt for Mr. Hamilton was ordered, and he was later located in Corbin, Kentucky. Mr. Hamilton was found to be in possession of the rental car of Miss Stockton and a 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun. Miss Stockton was shot and killed by a 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun. Mr. Hamilton has been charged with first-degree murder by the Murfreesboro Police Department and awaits extradition. On February 13th, officers with the Murfreesboro Police Department responded to a 911 call in reference to a stabbing at a residence on Ransom Drive. Upon entry, officers discovered the body of Mr. Philip Maddox on the floor of his bedroom. Mr. Maddox had been stabbed multiple times. Witnesses on scene advised that Mr. Maddox's roommate, Malik Smith, admitted to stabbing Mr. Maddox. Officers located Mr. Smith and Mr. Smith confirmed the witness's claim that he had stabbed the victim. Detective David Miller of the Murfreesboro Police Department has been assigned as the lead investigator. After a search of the residence, collection of evidence, and interviewing all witnesses, Mr. Smith was charged with first-degree murder. On May 31st, a preliminary hearing was held, and the court found probable cause to bind the matter over to the Rutherford County Grand Jury. Mr. Smith is represented by counsel, Mr. John Slager, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney, Trevor Lynch. On August 30th of last year, Officers with the Smyrna Police Department responded to a shooting at a gas station on Sam Ridley Parkway. Mr. Nicholas Patterson had been shot during the course of an attempted robbery, and he later died as a result of his injuries. Surveillance video showed an armed subject enter the store, point his weapon at Mr. Patterson, fire at least one round into the ceiling, and then shoot Mr. Patterson twice before running out of the store. Detective Steve Hanna with the Smyrna Police Department has been assigned as lead investigator. As a result of two other robberies, one in Brentwood and one in Nashville, Mr. Keanthony Anthony Williams was identified as a suspect. Upon execution of a search warrant, Mr. Williams was taken into custody and found to be in possession of a firearm. Mr. Williams was interviewed by law enforcement and, at the conclusion of his interview, Mr. Williams was charged with first-degree murder, attempted aggravated robbery, and possession of a weapon by a convicted felon. A preliminary hearing was held on September 18th, and upon hearing testimony from witnesses, the case was bound over for presentation to a Rutherford County Grand Jury. Mr. Williams is represented by Counsel Mr. Ben Wetzel. The State is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. On September 27th of 2021, deputies with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Department responded to a residence on Bivens Hill Road in reference to a shooting. Once on scene, deputies located Miss Tony Odom, the victim of a gunshot wound. Miss Odom died from her injuries. Detective Sergeant Ty Downing has been assigned as the lead investigator in this case. After interviewing witnesses and reviewing physical evidence at the scene, Mr. Irwin Odom, the victim's husband, was identified as a suspect. At the conclusion of the investigation, Mr. Odom was charged with first degree murder. Mr. Odom is represented by Murfreesboro attorney Mr. Josh Crane. The state is represented by assistant district attorney sarah davis on march 3rd of last year deputy cody o'donnell with the rutherford county sheriff's department conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle for an expired tag the deputy made contact with the driver mr david lee mccoy as a result of observing what appeared to be drug paraphernalia the deputy performed a canine sweep of the vehicle The canine alerted to the presence of the odor of narcotics and a search was then conducted. The search discovered fifteen and a half pounds of crystal methamphetamine that had been hidden inside the vehicle. Mr. McCoy was arrested and charged with possession of over 300 grams of a substance containing methamphetamine with the intent to sell or distribute. In June of last year, a Rutherford County grand jury indicted Mr. McCoy for that offense. Mr. McCoy was represented by Mr. Scott Saul, while the state was represented by Assistant District Attorney Brent Pierce. On August 7th, Mr. McCoy went to trial before a Rutherford County jury. However, by the second day of the trial, Mr. McCoy had fled the court. The trial proceeded without the presence of Mr. McCoy, and the jury found Mr. McCoy to be guilty on all counts. A warrant for Mr. McCoy was issued for his arrest by the court. On September the 15th, Mr. McCoy was apprehended in Louisville, Kentucky, and he now awaits sentencing to be held later this year. A trial is scheduled to begin on January 22nd for Demetrius Ford and Marquise Perkins. The charges they face are first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, five counts of aggravated assault, employment of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony, felon in possession of a firearm, evading arrest with an automobile, attempted carjacking, vandalism, theft of property, and reckless endangerment with a deadly weapon. Mr. Ford is represented by counsel, Mr. Jeff Cherry, and Mr. Perkins is represented by Mr. Will Fraley. I will be representing the state in this matter, assisted by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. A trial is scheduled to begin on February 20th on Mr. Quion Tucker, Mr. Tucker faces charges of two counts of first-degree murder, especially aggravated robbery, aggravated burglary, employment of a weapon during a dangerous felony, tampering with evidence and possession of marijuana. Mr. Tucker is represented by Mr. Luke Evans, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorneys Trevor Lynch and Tammy Reddick. A trial is scheduled to begin on April 1st on Mr. Chris Robinson and Mr. Chris White. The allegations are first-degree murder, aggravated burglary, especially aggravated robbery, especially aggravated kidnapping, employment of a firearm during the commission of a dangerous felony, felon in possession of a weapon, and tampering with evidence. Mr. White is represented by counsel, Mr. Paul Bruno. Mr. Robinson is represented by counsel, Mr. Rob McKinney and Brian Lewis. The state will be represented by Assistant District Attorneys Trevor Lynch and Ashley Chisholm Hall. A trial is scheduled to begin on May 13th and run through the 17th of 2024 on Carmen de la Cruz for second degree murder. Mr. Cruz is represented by counsel Mr. Brennan Foy, while the state is represented by Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. A trial is scheduled to begin on June 17th on Yo Simsir Fenfon for allegations of first degree murder, attempted aggravated robbery, possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, and tampering with evidence. Mr. Fomfan is represented by counsel Mr. Jack Mitchell, while the state is represented by assistant district attorneys Trevor Lynch and Haley Raneri. That will conclude today's look Inside the Courts.
0: markets are trembling. Don't be a casualty of economic upheaval. Do what I did and embrace the safety of gold. Talk to the experts at Noble Gold Investments today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. With gold at an all-time high, you need to jump on this. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision.
4: We've been driving for six hours, and I
3: haven't coughed once. Well, you took mucinex dm 12 hour right it gives you 12 full hours of cough and chest congestion relief
0: really 12 hours that means you still get to enjoy another six hours of me singing road trip songs
1: yay mucinex dm tablets have one immediate release layer and one long-lasting extended release layer to provide cough and chest congestion relief for a full 12 hours
0: whoa, whoa, baby.
1: buy mucinex dm 12 hour now for 12 hour cough and chest congestion relief use as directed mm-hmm.
4: A new year means new beginnings. Adams Place Senior Living Community is wishing you a blessed 2024. We encourage you to make long-term
3: resolutions
4: to help you become the best version of you. Start this year off by prioritizing your health and well-being. Take charge and make those changes that you've been thinking about, and 2024 is sure to be your best year yet. I'm Terry Deal, wishing you a Happy New Year from Adams Place.
1: Molly Manufacturing needs you. Molly Manufacturing on Butler Drive in Murfreesboro is hosting a big job fair on Tuesday, January 16th. The job fair starts at 8 in the morning and ends at 6 that Tuesday evening. Interviews and potential job offers on site. If you'd like to work for a growing company that has a history dating back to 1920, then be at the upcoming job fair. Visit Molly Manufacturing in Murfreesboro during the upcoming job fair. Tuesday, January 16th, between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. In November
2: of 2023, the monthly District Attorney broadcast completed 10 years of providing information regarding our criminal justice system to you, our listening audience. The focus of the show has been to keep you abreast of criminal activity in our community. A special focus has been asking for the community's help in solving unsolved homicides. On today's Cold Case Profile, we will highlight the 2015 murder of William Greg Hawkins. Today, you will hear from the lead investigator, Detective Kyle Norrod. You will also hear from Darren Hawkins, the brother of Greg Hawkins. And you will hear from Janet Hawkins, the widow of Greg Hawkins. They join me and former District Attorney General William C. Weitzel and the present District Attorney General Jennings Jones as we ask once again for your help in solving the murder of William Greg Hawkins. And now, please listen to this very special Cold Case Profile.
0: Every homicide, every rape, every robbery affects the entire community. People who are victims of these crimes need closure. The people who committed these crimes must be held accountable. Law enforcement needs the community's help in seeking justice. Please listen as we review an unsolved mystery in this month's Cold Case Profile.
2: On the morning of October the 16th, 2015... 24-year-old Brandy Hawkins had been fishing with her father. After a few hours, they decide to head back home. Brandy remains in the boat while her father exits the boat to bring back the boat trailer. Brandy Hawkins loses sight of her father as he walks away and into the parking lot. The time is about 11 a.m. Brandy Hawkins hears what she believes to be gunfire. She walks to the parking lot. There she finds her father, 53-year-old Greg Hawkins. Greg Hawkins has been shot, and it appears his vehicle has been burglarized. Greg Hawkins dies that day, October the 16th, 2015. And on this day, the Hawkins family is here to ask for your help. They want to know why 53-year-old Greg Hawkins was killed. And they want to know who killed him. On this broadcast, we will talk to the lead investigator in this case, Detective Kyle Norrod of the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. And we will talk to two members of Greg Hawkins' family. The first is Darren Hawkins. Darren Hawkins is the younger brother of Greg Hawkins. The second special guest is Janet Hawkins. Janet Hawkins is Greg Hawkins' widow. She is a person who can not only share with us what she has lost, but also what our community has lost.
3: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jennings Jones, your district attorney. Today, we will be talking about the murder that occurred on the Mona boat ramp. This murder was investigated by Detective Kyle Norrod of the Rutherford County Police Department. Before we talk about the investigation, Detective Norrod, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what motivated you to choose law enforcement as a career, and about your experience as a law enforcement officer?
5: Well, you know, uh, I feel like that it was really calling. Um, whenever I was young, I always had respect for law enforcement officers. Uh, I know that they help people sometimes at the worst times of their lives and I just really felt like it was a calling of mine.
3: On to the murder itself can you describe the area where the crime occurred? Specifically
5: describe where it's located and what type of area it is. It's uh, known as the Mona Boat Ramp area. It's a real rural area out in Walter Hill. Uh, It's off West Jefferson Pike. Um, As you'd imagine it's a place where people come to fish and put their boats in the water.
3: As for when this crime occurred, how were you able to establish a time frame?
5: Uh, Well, we got the time frame actually from uh, the victim's daughter, Brandy Hawkins, and the kayaker that was in the area. Uh, They heard the shots. Um, We know that it was on October 16th, and we know that the time of the gunshots was around 11 a.m.
3: The newspaper account relates that Greg Hawkins interrupted a crime in progress. What can you share with us regarding that?
5: Upon examining the, uh, the vehicle there uh, and the evidence at the crime scene, we could tell that uh, the vehicle had been broken into because there was obvious damage to the vehicle.
3: When this case first arrived on your desk, tell us what investigative avenues did
5: you pursue? We collected all the evidence from the crime scene. Um, some of that went to TBI crime lab uh, to be processed. Some of it's been processed, some of it's still in the, in the processing area. At this time we're we're still looking into everything that we can as far as uh evidence from the crime scene.
3: The reward on this case now stands at $50,000. If someone has information regarding this case, who should they contact?
5: They can they can contact me, Detective Kyle Norrod, with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. My number is 615-904-3043. And uh, again, that's 615-904 three zero four three or if they want to remain anonymous um, they can call rutherford county crime stoppers and that number is six one five eight nine three seven eight six seven
3: we urge anyone in the public that might have information regarding this act to come forward to the police or to crime stoppers you can do that anonymously with the number we previously listed Uh, and it would be of great service to the community and also to help bring justice in this case. Bill, did you have any questions you wanted
4: to ask Kyle? I I do. Uh, Kyle, I I know that uh, you were with the Laverne Police Department for a number of years, been with the Sheriff's
5: Department, and uh, one of the things, you've been a detective for how long? Uh, I've been in law enforcement for 24 years, and most of that has been in the detective division. I've been the patrol, patrol officer for part of that, but most of it's been detective.
4: And, and really, your job uh, is to solve cases. It is. And, and this case uh, is, is, remains unsolved for several months down the road. We use the term cold case, but there's really nothing cold about this case in the fact that it's being actively worked.
5: That's correct. Yeah, we, we still get information on it that we, that we follow up on and stuff like that. It's still a very active case. We just need any information that we can on it. And I, I
4: know uh, as a detective and wanting to solve cases, this is, this is kind of like having a rock in your shoe. Uh, it bothers you. I'm sure you lay awake at night thinking, what, what could I do or, 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 or what uh, should have been done? Uh, it it kind of haunts you
5: it does um you you think about every little aspect of the case and make sure that you've done everything that you can do Uh, not only just because there's a killer out there on the loose but you also want to give that information to the family uh, to help them in this case there's no way to bring greg back but anything that we can do to help the family uh, to solve this case that's what we want to do and and
4: i know you're working hard to do that and uh, having been a prosecutor for a number of years uh, and and dealt with with cases unsolved cases they're never over until they're solved and uh, and even though this one is not solved at this time i know that you hold out uh, great hope not only hope but but probability that it will be solved oh
5: definitely uh, especially a homicide case like this will never be closed And there's always that chance that that you'll get that one piece of information that will lead to the the break that you need that will bring closure to it so someone can be brought to justice.
4: And and I want to say this. A lot of times, sometimes the public doesn't understand this, but uh, all the information that you have about this case has not been made public at this time, and there are various reasons for that. And one of the reasons is when you receive a tip, or maybe an anonymous call, you, you want to be able to have some information that has not been made public to verify uh, the the information
5: or the facts that you're receiving. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we don't release everything in cases just for that reason, because we have to have avenues to confirm what we get. When we get information in, we have to have something that we can confirm if that information is true and correct, Or if it's not, because we've gotten information in before that we've been able to prove that 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 wasn't correct or that person wasn't involved. Um, So we have to have that information that we can't share uh, just for those reasons. And uh, I know when a
4: case first happens, uh, there's a lot of activity, a a lot of things, a lot of information. And I know in this case there have been uh, people that were named as suspects that you've been – able to eliminate so that's part of the investigative process also
5: it is it is we we have had names to come up that we've looked at information we've interviewed people and been able to eliminate those people as being involved in this well Kyle I
4: want to tell you I've known you for a long time and I know that you're very actively involved in this case and uh, you're you You're a good detective, and I know you're going to stick to it, and I
5: believe this case will be solved. I appreciate you being here today and all that you've done. Well, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the words, and again, I just asked if anyone has any information, please just contact us.
4: We want to welcome uh, Darren Hawkins to the studio, and uh, Mr. Hawkins, you're... The brother of Greg Hawkins but tell us a little bit about yourself where you grew up and what type of work you do things like
6: that uh, Greg and I grew up in uh, Mount Juliet and um, in the Her- Mount Juliet Hermitage area and we both were uh, worked at Nissan in Smyrna Tennessee as engineers okay uh, and you're his younger brother I'm his only brother okay and how,
4: how what's the age difference between There's the two of you 11 months difference in our age So uh, very close, and as you mentioned, uh, both of you worked at Nissan. Did you like uh, the outdoors as much as Greg did? Yeah, we did.
6: We did a a lot of things uh, in the outdoors together. Are your parents still alive? And if so, tell us about them. Yes, they're both still alive, and and, uh, my parents are devastated. Um, However, they're both strong. Um but their heart is broken, you know. Um October sixteenth changes their life. You have been
4: actively involved in keeping up with the case, uh discussing the case with law enforcement in particular, Detective Norrod. There have been a lot of community activities that this case has also generated, and tell us a little bit about that
6: and your involvement in that. Well, there's, there's a reward now up to uh, $50,000 uh, for information that leads to the arrest and conviction of whoever committed this crime. And uh, it's been supported by uh, many people, friends and family, uh, co-workers from the, uh, the Nissan facility in Smyrna, and, and also for the uh, Canton, Mississippi plant Um, Yates Services in Smyrna, Tennessee also. Uh, Like I said, the governor's office, there's been a uh, fundraiser activity that was uh, hosted by uh, Murfreesboro Outdoors, which generated a lot of funds for the uh, reward. Um, It was um, the Kayak Anglers for a Cause uh, actually put on the fishing benefit, and and Murfreesboro Outdoors hosted the activity. There were several donations from uh, Rick's Barbecue, local businesses throughout Murfreesboro, friends family um, even people that we didn't even know that just heard about the situation you know and i'd like to personally thank everyone that uh, contributed or or participated in any of this activity i know that
4: it'll never replace the loss that you felt but i know that it's amazing when the community Mm -hmm. comes together for something like this and and, uh, i've been able to keep up with it both on the radio and in the In the paper i go into murfreesboro outdoors myself sometimes so randy's uh, a great guy a great guy you know he really is he's been
6: very supportive and
4: i want to say this to you i I can't help but remember another case it involved another brother who was an avid hunter uh, and he was murdered one morning early in the morning when he was out deer hunting and he had a twin brother and And I'm talking about Lynn and Glenn O'Ran. And that case went unsolved for a number of years. And we were finally able to uh, make an arrest in that case and and get a conviction. And I, I never knew Lynn, but I felt like I did because of knowing the family and, in particular, his brother, Glenn. Yes, sir. And they were very close, being twins even though you're not a twin you're close in age you work the same job an avid sportsman so i say that to tell you that this case will be solved i believe that it will just to hold on and stay in there and trust in detective
6: norad and the sheriff's department and i believe that this will come to a successful conclusion well we've had a lot of support you know from from everyone uh prayers uh family friends uh support of my wife um, and we've been very fortunate for that.
4: Well, I want to tell you how much we appreciate you being here. And we hope that this program will generate maybe that one piece of information that's needed to solve this case. So, again, keep the faith and thank you for being here. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you.
2: After the break, we will continue our discussion of the William Greg Hawkins murder case with Janet Hawkins on this WGNS Cold Case Profile.
7: If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: Rutherford County is one of the fastest growing communities in Tennessee. This is Mike Klassen, the general manager at Middle Point Landfill. As a class one landfill, Middle Point accepts non-hazardous municipal solid waste, approved special waste and commercial waste. We have served this region for two decades, providing free disposal to all Rutherford County residents and low cost disposal to Rutherford County businesses. Learn more at MiddlePointLandfill.com. For public services, we are Sustainability in Action.
4: We want to welcome Janet Hawkins today to our studio. And Miss Hawkins, this is the first time you and I have met. I was a prosecutor for a number of years and dealt with a lot of families. But tell us a little bit about you and and how you met Greg, how long you've been married, and things like that. How many children you have?
7: I met Greg in Hermitage Hills. We we lived and went to DuPont High School out in Hermitage. Um, Just saw him and his brother riding dirt bikes one day, and I had a dirt bike, and they just looked like the kind of guys that I would like to hang out with, and... And ended up liking and meeting Greg and liking him, and we were married for 33 years. And he was just a man's man. He just—I knew, I knew growing up that I wanted someone like my dad who could do anything, fix anything, and that was Greg. He was just a man's man.
4: And what year were you, were you and Greg married?
7: We were married in 1982.
4: And how many children do you have?
7: We have two daughters, two great daughters, very strong-willed, just. My daughters have been my rock,
4: and I know that in listening to uh, the case, I I know that Brandy. I believe that is that your youngest daughter, Brandy, was fishing with your husband that morning. And tell us, tell us how this has affected her.
7: Brandy, Brandy is very strong in her faith. Her dad, he he helped me raise just unbelievable girls. Brandy is she. She's just like her dad. They both are. They are. They just. They're honest. They're good girls. We've never had any trouble out of them. They're just. Uh, they're amazing.
4: You know, uh, as a man, we sometimes look to our son and think, "Boy, I look forward to uh, going hunting or fishing." But it sounds like that uh, Greg made <laughs> sure those girls were out there in the outdoors. The girls too. had
7: to know what camouflage was. They knew how to, you know, catch fish. They, he. They didn't miss out.
4: And even as they've grown into adults, they still have stayed close and still participate in the outdoor activities.
7: They do. They do.
4: Tell us a little more about your husband. We know he worked at Nissan. He was an engineer there, is that correct? Yes. And how long had he worked there?
7: He'd been there 24 years.
4: Are you employed?
7: I am. I work part-time.
4: What would a typical week be in the Hawkins household?
7: A typical week was just uh, we we loved. We've moved a lot. We've had a lot of homes, and we always enjoyed working outside. And Greg had just uh, he had just finished landscaping the outside, getting the patio ready, and and we loved to grill. We just uh, you know we were just our own little family. We didn't bother anybody. We didn't we just love life.
4: Are either one of your daughters married?
7: My oldest daughter's married, Logan.
4: Do you have any grandchildren?
7: No, I have four legged. Grand dogs. <laughs>
4: okay. Well, um, I'm fortunate enough to have two grand or three grandchildren, a set of twins, and then an older boy who I'll be with today. And guess what? We're going to do. Are you
7: going fishing? We're
4: going fishing. God bless you. I know that that Greg was a man of faith. Uh, I recall reading that he uh, that you all attended the World Outreach Church. Tell us about his faith. It was
7: strong. Greg put everything first with the Lord, and thankfully so because. We sat down one night talking about how he was always prepared for everything in life he ever did. If he went to fix something, he researched it, he went in it, he knew what to do and and you know we the girls and I kind of were a little bit angry among ourselves, thinking about how dad wasn't prepared and One of my daughters spoke up and said, "Mom, yes, he was because he he was prepared because he knew the lord
4: and i I understand he had a quote that he would often. Uh, recite.
7: Yes, he did. Billy Graham c- quote.
4: And what was that?
7: That a true servant of God is one that helps another succeed. He and just, he was
4: that type of individual. Yeah,
7: he loved to teach. He, you know, he Greg. Greg loved the truth. I mean, he just there was there was no gray area with him. He was either black or white. And he just, you know, this person, whomever they are, he he it, it, given a chance. They would they would have excelled in whatever because he would have helped them get there.
4: Uh, I I know uh, when people come into the radio station. Thank goodness we're, I'm not on TV, but you can't help but be a little bit nervous. And when you came in this morning, you were a little bit nervous. And I noticed you had a cross on, and I mentioned it. Till you tell me about that.
7: Yeah, my son-in-law gave me this. It has Greg's initials in the center of it and uh, ever since he gave it to me I haven't taken it off
4: if there was one thing uh, that you would like the listening audience to know about Greg or your family what would it be
7: that Greg would he was a giver he was not a taker Greg would give you his time he would never invade your space he would he would have helped them. He was an honest, loving... I mean, you know, Greg was my world.
4: I can tell you, as I mentioned earlier, from de- years of dealing with with homicide cases, uh, I have never said to the family of a victim, I know how you feel, because I don't. And prior to October the 16th of 2015... You didn't know that either. No. It is. A, it changes your world. It changes your point of view. But one thing I can assure you of, I know that this detective and the members of the sheriff's department, I know that when an arrest is made in this case, that the district attorney and the members of that office will do all that they can for you. And there's help, too. There are other victims. And until somebody's been in that position, it's hard to understand that. I know it would be almost impossible for you to put into the words what you've had, you and your family. And I know you grieve not only for your husband, but for your children and the other, his parents, his brother, and for what they've had to go through. Yes. And what's been the most important thing to keep you going in this?
7: My faith, my church. I tell you, World Outreach, to be such a large church, they have saved my life. They, have, I mean, if uh, anyone out there, if you if you you need help, find find your faith, find it. Greg would Greg would want a message out of this, and it would be, you know, go to the Lord. Don't go go don't go out there and do things that are not, you know, within the laws. There's help. Please seek help.
4: Well, we mentioned uh, in talking with Darren, we mentioned about the various activities that have gone on in the community and. Tell us about your involvement in that.
7: Well, I will tell you that I have met a lot of men that Greg has dealt with in the business world. Just to, just to name a few that have really touched that has blessed me out of all this is uh, Randy Bolin of Murfreesboro Outdoors and Trent Peterson over at Clark Marine. Uh, Greg, he knew how to he knew how to grab a godly man, and I tell you that this world needs more of it. I, the community has just been. I mean, there's so much love out there.
4: It's awful that it takes something like this to realize, and and I know you've had people come up to you and talk to you about Greg. And I know, Darren, you have too, and about the effect that he had on their lives or things that he did for them that you never knew about. Unfortunately, the they the only opportunity they have is to now try to comfort you. Yeah.
7: I think that's the hardest thing. I don't ever want Greg or his story to go away, ever.
4: Kyle, if I could, I want to ask you to come back in. And in addition, you mentioned that there's evidence that's that's still being evaluated by the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. How many officers are
5: actively involved in this case besides yourself? Just about all the detectives at the sheriff's office have at one time been involved in this, and. Still, when we get information in, everyone of them will drop what whatever they're doing to assist in this investigation. well I, I recall one of the great experiences I had uh,
4: in working in the district attorney's office was in the unfortunate circumstances when we meet the family of victims that we have the opportunity to make new friends and and friendships that last for the rest of your life and I know that's true in your dealing with with uh, Greg Hawkins' family here. And I want to say it's been an honor and a privilege to meet you today. You as well. Uh, I hope that this will be resolved soon. I believe that there's somebody out there that can help us with this case. A $50,000 reward is a large amount of money. There are people that have stepped up that have made this possible, including the family. I want you to know that we're with you This community's with you, and good things will happen if everybody will keep praying for a resolution. Yes, thank you. We certainly appreciate everybody's support. Greg said a prayer every day before he came in the house. Would you tell us about that?
7: Yes, I get so excited when he'd come home from work, and I'd hear him out in the garage, and eventually I realized that I was interrupting prayer every time I'd go out in the garage to see him. So Greg started staying in his truck in the driveway (laughs) to get his to get where he wanted to be. Then he was all mine.
4: (laughs) Well, thank you again for being here, and we'd like to thank Detective Norod from the Sheriff's Department, and we'd like to thank all the people in the Rutherford County community, the community of fishermen and outdoorsmen that have come together to help this family and hopefully bring a successful resolution to this investigation.
2: Yes, amen. Our case today lets us all know that none of us can ever be completely certain that we will see tomorrow. We should live each day as if it were our last. We should tell our family every day how much we love them. The Hawking's family gives us all a wonderful example of how to combine love of family and love of God and how to use those two strengths to overcome the horrible tragedies that occur in our life. But we can be examples too. If you know anything about this crime, please call Detective Kyle Norrod or make a confidential call to Crime Stoppers. You be the example of how to be a good citizen, a citizen who cares about this community. As we end the program today, we want to thank our guest, Rutherford County Sheriff's Office Detective Kyle Norrod, and we want to thank our two special guests, Darren Hawkins and Janet Hawkins. If you missed any part of this program, it will be available shortly as a podcast on the WGNS website.
1: Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE Sharing Change is funded by members who round up their electric bills to the nearest dollar each month as a donation and support hundreds of local nonprofits. Find out more at SharingChange.org.
2: As we end our program today, we thank WGNS for providing the airtime, and we thank our producer Scott Walker. Most of all, we thank you for listening. We leave now by saying, a safe community is the responsibility of each and every one of us. For my two co-hosts, Rutherford County District Attorney General Jennings Jones and Rutherford County Assistant District Attorney Trevor Lynch. This is J. Paul Newman bidding all of you a safe and blessed day.
0: The District Attorney's Office thanks you for listening to today's program. If you have any information regarding criminal activity in our community, please contact one of our law enforcement agencies. The information presented on today's show is solely for informational benefit and not intended to be legal advice. You should always consult an attorney whenever you need or rely on legal advice. Rutherford County's most trusted name in news. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro.